Welcome to Coach, the professional coaching podcast. Conversations to explore what coaching is really all about, what it takes to be a great coach, and why coach training really does make the difference. Discover how coaching can help you in all areas of your life and business in a fast-paced and demanding world. So join us here to share conversations and insights with some of the best coaches from around the globe. Real coaches, real talk. So let's get started with me, your host, Teresa Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coach, the professional coaching podcast. I hope you are all well today and ready for another tune in to another very interesting guest. And my guest today is somebody who really likes to work with disruptors. So this is all about you if you don't like the rules too much and you want to think out of the box your way and get a bit frustrated when everyone tells you how to do it. So I'm your host, Teresa Brooks, um, founder of Coach Magazine and of course this podcast and Teresa Brooks Coaching, helping women to build a fantastic business and become empowered. So my guest, who is it? It's Kate Davis, a leadership coach. Welcome, Kate. Thank you so much. It's such a privilege to be with you today. Yeah, it's great. And um, we did that thing, didn't we, where we started talking before the podcast was recording and we were like, well, this is some good stuff. I don't know if any of you out there listening do that, but you know, I do that all the time. It's like, press the button, let's get this in. Um, because what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about what happens when you are established but exhausted. So if that resonates with anyone listening, this is really about when you get to that stage in your business where maybe you finally hit those jackpot numbers that might have felt so elusive for so long and you've been chasing them like the holy grail. Um, And finally, there you are and you're ticking all your Ks. Okay, brilliant. And then you realise your shadow of your former self. And, you know, it's perhaps not quite the gem that you'd hoped for. And you find yourself pretty exhausted. Um, but still, you've got a thriving business, which probably needs a new version of you. So does that sound about right, Kate, for your clients? Yeah, yeah. very much so that, that that constantly chasing um, the next step and the next step and the next step and having that plan, which is wonderful. Uh, but then, as you say, getting to it and then going, now what? Or, or just being so close to it and not being able to manage it because you are, you're working all the hours and you're trying really hard and it's just not quite clicking. It hasn't quite got there. And you think, if I could only just X, Y, Z, then this would work. Mm. Um, but I, I, the, the people I work with are often at that point where time is their most precious commodity. Money isn't, isn't necessarily the issue anymore. Because as you say, the, the money is coming in and they've done really well. But actually time um, is, is the most precious commodity because we're, we, we've all done it, haven't we? Getting up an hour before, before we, we would like to, to be able to squeeze a bit of work in or having dinner and then thinking, well, I'll just jump on my laptop for an hour and all of a sudden it's midnight, one o'clock in the morning and you think, oh, I've got to get up, up again at five or six, whatever. Squeezing as much as you possibly can in. Um, possibly trying to look for other people to to help you but then where do you start and then I haven't got the time to train somebody I haven't got the time to and they're all in the middle of all of that that self-doubt of can I take anyone else on can I grow my team can I can I can I that in itself is an exhausting process just listening to the to to that constant noise in your head is exhausting and that's where that's where it's 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 at that point that it is the right time to start looking to to grow 
to expand. But as exactly as you say, you need to step into that new version of yourself first. You need to let the old version go and step into that new version. But that doesn't come with, with it, that comes with its own joys and pitfalls as well. Absolutely. As does everything. And of course, you know, it's really all about growing, isn't it? Because when you start from point A and you want to go to point B, you're in one particular shape, you know, mentally, emotionally, even physically, that's where you are in life. And then as you achieve and you grow and you you hit your goals and you learn and all of that, when you get to the next stage like this, um, if you're the same person that did all of that, then I think it's interesting that when we're at a point of really, I don't know, sort of on the precipice of really great growth and great expansion, we can often feel like it's falling apart. And like it hasn't worked. This isn't working, you know, and and should I even be doing this? Um, And these are questions that, you know, I've asked myself over time as well. You know, when you get to those those points where you're really looking for the next direction and I think, you know, see what you think. Well, one of the most important things is to assess kind of where you actually are, you know, because one of the other questions, um, Kate, and I see what you think to this is like, you know, how did I get here? How have I got to making the money and getting the things I want, but I actually feel frazzled. How do you think that happens, Kate? So there, I think there are, there are, there are two or three answers to, to that question. From a, from a physical energetic point of view, doing all of that work to get to that point it is exhausting unless you are incredibly good at self at those habits of, um, resting and recuperating and actually when you run your own business it's really, it's really really hard to just go you know what no I'm having a day off today because there's always something else to do and there's always the next thing to do and the next thing to do and you know the joys of social media and the pinging what happens if that's the next the did next you say joys there joys did joys exactly yeah um and, you know, even if you have the day off, what happens if you've missed somebody tagging you? What happens if, the, you know, your next incredible client is actually just has just messaged you and thinks, oh, well, that person hasn't hasn't responded to me. And what if I miss out on the next opportunity? What if, what if? That, that the energy of keeping yourself going and, and making sure that you're looking after yourself in all that time is incredibly hard. There's also... It's almost like a hangover. Um, Brené Brown talks about the, the vulnerability hangover of when you put yourself out there, whether that's that you're the first person to say I love you, um, and then there's that silence waiting for waiting for a response, or whether that's that you've you know you've you've asked for for a raise in your job, or whether you've and you're launching a new program or something or other. When you've got to a certain stage and you've pushed yourself to that level and you put yourself out there in whatever capacity that in itself there's a kind of a cliff edge that comes off off the back of that and that that real I mean it feels like a hangover you feel exhausted you feel like all you want to do is lie on the sofa Um, but you have to keep yourself going you have to keep yourself going and I think that definitely comes into play when when we're up leveling when we're exhausted that's where our those mind monkeys come to play i call them up level devils because they are they are the same mind monkeys that we're all listening to but they're they've kind of they've up leveled themselves as well they've got a suit and tie on now and they mean more business than than the mind monkeys the more we push ourselves out of our comfort zone the more they're going to keep 
coming up with with cleverer ways of, of keeping you back in, in in your box all the reasons that we shouldn't do that yes mm. yeah exactly um and it will and those those rock level devils are the ones who, to say really you what what makes you think you're so special that you could be running an agency or increasing or as you say you've hit one of those one of those financial levels what makes you think that you could be a six figure multi six figure seven figure whatever the number might be or whatever the milestone is for you what makes you think that you're special enough to do that uh, and and comparing yourself to everybody around you making you feel very unsettled and and that word exhaustion again just that the the mental exhaustion and the physical exhaustion of doing all the hours and all of the things so, actually, sorry, sorry, beg your pardon. It just that just really prompts me, um, and and maybe some people listening as well to to sort of ask, you know, you you coach women, mm. yeah. So do men feel this way? This is always something I love to dive into because you know what you've described there is pretty much you know the woman wound as well. You know, us we're doing everything, we are hustling, we're trying to not hustle but self-care but also take care of our, our jobs our partners our families our husbands everybody else our friends our kids um, and then we kind of get left at the bottom and although that might be a mass generalization you know what I'm saying mm. and you know I just I'm always curious to know and you may or may not know but whether men probably don't get to this stage in quite the same way but do they worry about that slight curveball here but do they worry about that visibility and that who am I to do this? Who am I to say that I'm running the next masterful seminar about X, Y, Z? You know, do you think they have those feelings? Or is this a, a female energy thing? I think they do. Um, I, I coach predominantly women. I do coach men as well. But obviously, because I am a woman, I resonate more with, with women. Um, but I think men do. I think there is a difference though that we as women are often our own worst enemy that we will tie ourselves up in knots and actually we can get into over analysis paralysis that actually we can be so and don't get me wrong understanding where your self-sabotage comes from understanding those those mind monkeys those up level devils is, is amazingly important in order to allow ourselves to grow but sometimes we can get so caught up in them that actually we're doing all the things exactly as you say, you know, if we're running a business, especially if we're parents, you, um, you know, you and I are single parents, all of the stuff that we have to do and we are dropping further and further down our own list. And then that can cause issues of, of themselves. Well, everybody else is managing to do this. Everybody else is managing to do all of these things and look after themselves. And look, she's been to the gym and I haven't been to the gym in months. And all of the other noise that's, that keeps coming in our heads um, that I think often we are our own worst enemies in, in that respect. Mm. Do men have the same issue? I think, I think they do, but I think they have different drivers. I think there are... There are other motivators where we will, where we still feel the need to nurture as well as all of the other things that we're doing. And, and self-nurturing, I think, it falls to the bottom of the path of most people, um, male or female. I think there is also a compulsion of, I can't, I, I can't not do this thing. Whether those voices are saying it or not, that, that sort of very traditional, I'm the main breadwinner, I'm the one who's got to, whether they are or not, the perception 
that they may feel that they have to do that. The pressure. Mm. They've got to, they've got to step up. They've got to be that person. They've got to be the person running the webinar or, or the masterclass. What's the, the other option? The they yeah. have to, so yeah. they can't let that noise get in their own head. So yes, that's really interesting, isn't it? About drivers, our different drivers, and of course that the experiences that we're we're coming with and how we respond to everything, which of course is where self leadership comes in. But it's funny we were saying about nobody ever says, "Oh, I think I need a self leadership coach." You know, we might say generically, "I think I need a life coach because that's a big area." I think I need a business coach because that's a big area. Maybe even I need a mindset coach. You know, depending on the awareness that you have around yourself. But self-leadership, um, I think, is really interesting because it's super powerful, isn't it? And it's about, you know, how would you describe self-leadership? So let's talk a little bit about that, because now we kind of know what those problems are. It's, you know, how did did we lead ourselves to this space? Well, the honest answer is, yes, we have. Did we feel like we were leading ourselves? Not necessarily. And there's something around the word leader as well to lead yourself it's it's a very empowering word that can also be the kind of word that that makes people feel inferior i'm not a leader and actually we are we are leaders especially if you run your own business you've made a conscious choice to not be be an employee anywhere else you've made a conscious choice that you want something different for your life that in itself is is a, a trait of a leader and for me to be able to lead yourself first. We were having this conversation a, a moment ago before we started recording. Um, it's a phrase I use quite a lot. And a couple of people recently have said this to me. It's really interesting because it sounds great, but I don't really know what it means to lead yourself first. I always explain that by thinking, well, what are the, what are the traits that you would see that, made, that makes a great leader? And for me, that's somebody who, uh, you, you know, you imagine whether that's a, a politician or, or a really great boss that you had one day or somebody that you just see as a leader in their field. What are they doing? They are, they have a vision for, for themselves, for the business, for you, whatever it is, they can see a path through the noise. They can see what's on the other side of wherever it is that you are now. They're great listeners. They listen to the environment around them, whether that's the people in the same room, whether that's the people in the, in the same network as them, and, and also what's going on on a wider and a global stage. They listen and they can respond to that rather than reacting to it. They're not triggered by those things. Um, and the reason they're not triggered by them by those things is because they're confident in themselves they're confident in themselves and, and their position as leaders that they are confident enough to know what noise to listen to and what noise to cut out completely and all of that has to come with balance so what we were saying a minute ago about you know where where do you come at the bottom do you come at the bottom of the pile yeah we're sweeping generalizations here but for but for a lot of women, especially those who are who are juggling, we're wearing several different hats. The balance is is the bit that is often askew. Actually, looking after yourself, allowing yourself time to stop and reflect, giving yourself time to to do the work for yourself, uh, allowing yourself time to have time off. It's not an indulgence; it's a necessity. 
but being able to put those boundaries in place to be able to have the to be able to have the space is often the hardest part. So do you think that means that and we'll just unpack this a little bit. If somebody has hustled and you know worked their nose to the to the bone, do you know what I mean? Getting forward and getting to their business, getting to that stage, they've got to that point where they're established but exhausted. Does it mean that if you take for instance, the more healthy, balanced approach and you take more self-care and you mark time out for yourself and you actually honour all of that, is it going to take twice as long? Because I think that sometimes people think, well, I haven't got time for all that because I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm busy over here. And if I don't put this groundwork in, I won't be able to have that free time. And it's almost like that when this happens, I will relax syndrome. Yeah. You know, when I've got there, then I can go to the gym, I can do my stuff. And also, even the way I'm saying that makes it sound like it is a treat or it is some kind of reward, right? And I think this is the trap, isn't it? That it's part of it. So how do we reframe our mindsets um, from your perspective, Kate, to really balance out that thinking? Because women might think, well, if I do all of that and I go this way, it's going to take me twice as long to get my business off the ground and to hit my goals it's it's a really common problem and it's something that I do as well you know I'm 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 not sitting sitting on on my on my perch saying that everybody else is everybody else is doing it wrong and I'm and I'm absolutely fine we've all done it I will be Mm. I will be happy when x I will be I will stop when y uh, whether that is, you know, I'm, I'm a larger person. I've said this to myself a number of, a million times, probably. Um, when I've lost weight, then I will be able to do X and Y and Z. Well, what's stopping me now from doing X and Y and Z? When I've earned whatever the number is, I will be able to do X and Y and Z. Okay, so imagine, let's imagine that the money is the issue, that is, is, the, is the thing we're chasing. Um, and just very quickly on that, this, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hear this a lot. It shouldn't be the money you're chasing. Well, actually, you're in business. So if you're not chasing some money, then you're not going to be in business for very long. It's not the be all and end all. But actually, it's not a bad thing to actually be chasing the money. It's there is a big difference between <laughs> being a business and being a charity, of course. And, yes. you know, I myself have some views around that in terms of how reticent women are to, you know, actually sell and be seen as selling. And it's like... Mm. Oh my God, shock horror. Are you actually actually selling something to me? You want my money? And, and I'm like, let's get over that because it is a business and you've got a service and you've got your client in mind. And if you know you can help them, it's your duty to do that. But of course, this whole visibility, selling, showing up, there's, like I say, going back about 15 minutes ago, there's so much going on with women to work through so do you know what maybe it will take a bit longer maybe it will take a bit longer to unpack those beliefs and to really rebuild yourself and I only say that a little bit really from personal experience because I'm definitely not the same woman that I was when I started this business I'm not the same woman that I was when I launched my first magazine I'm not the same woman I was before I had a child But what I've realized is that I absolutely needed to do quite a lot of healing, working on limiting beliefs since moving into this space and up leveling my training, awareness, coaching, NLP, bringing all that into your life. You can't just bring it all into your life and continue to be the same person. It's going to shine a lot of lights. And so I think as you grow, 
Um, and as women grow and develop, it may seem like lots of stuff is coming up. And it's like, well, can it just all go away? Can I not just can I not just do my business without all of this other work and you know depth to it? And and yeah. I I personally think, well, yeah, you probably can, but it's just going to come up later on down the line. Um, so if you want to do it now, do it later. But it's like any coaching, isn't it? Let's let's deal with it as it shows. But what do you think about that? Uh, yes, I t- I do totally agree with you. I think there is there is a point about resilience in there. And I don't mean resilience in that dig your heels in and keep going no matter what. Resilience shouldn't be about that. Resilience is an elastic band. And an elastic band needs to stretch in order to do do its job. It needs to be put under pressure in order to be able to work efficiently. But at the same time, it also has to relax and go back to, to its dormant state, as it were. Otherwise, it ceases to be an elastic band and actually just ends up as being that, that weird papery, cracky thing. And then all of a sudden, you can, all you can smell is old rubber. We've all done that, haven't we? Found that old elastic band, picked it up and go, oh, this is useless. This is no exactly. Good. Yeah. And you throw it away. <laughs> exactly. So resilience is that elastic band. And mm. so, yes, you do need to, to, you need to be able to, um, to deal with things as they come up, but you also have to be able to let them go. So deal with it, make your peace with it in that moment, and then move on. And you're probably doing that, gosh, I mean, if you're in full flow, you could be doing that 20, 30 times a day, catching a thought, recognizing it for what it is, making your peace with it, or or dealing with it however you want to, whether that's journaling, whether that's a bit of meditation, whether that's some tapping to try and release the emotion, and then move on. Because there's a there's a there's a trap of of sitting in in, in self analysis for too long, and that in itself is exhausting. Um, so I think resilience is 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 key here. But as I say, as as that elastic band rather than rather than as a as a kind of a constant battle cry, um, I've got to keep going. I've got to keep digging because yeah, we can we can end up doing nothing at all because we're just we're sitting navel gazing as my as my father would put it. Um, <laughs> But in terms of in terms of actually having so having that time off, having that time, that downtime, having that balance, but get it, getting the habits in, in order, does that slow down your growth? As you were, we were saying earlier, no, I don't think it does. I know, I mean, this happened to me this week. Um, I'm I'm in launch at the moment, and you know what it's like when you're in launch and you're constantly, constantly, you can't let it, I can't stop, can't stop, I can't stop. The universe decided that that wasn't wasn't necessarily going to be the case this week. And cutting a long story short, we had to spend 11 hours in A&E on on Wednesday night. My son fell off a horse. He's totally fine. He's on crutches. He's totally fine. Thankfully, he is. But it's interesting that that basically meant that I had to stop everything and meant that yesterday was a write-off as well. Now, I could have got really frustrated by that and I could have got myself really stressed about that, but actually sitting with it in the moment and then thinking there is nothing else I can do Mm. and actually what I need to do now is to stop I can catch up later today well I'm still a bit knackered I can't do late nights like I used to be able to anyway um, (laughs) anyway uh, but actually now I've got twice the energy I had on on Tuesday I've got twice the drive that I had on Tuesday because Mm. I've actually consciously stopped yeah it's interesting and I think that you know of course, it doesn't slow the growth down. The, the perception is that it will, because you know why? We think, uh, and I'm not speaking for the whole of womankind, but we feel like we're giving ourselves 
something that we don't deserve. We're, we're giving ourselves something that we haven't earned, that we haven't worked for, some time off, yes. some, some luxury. Um, it's like a treat. And I think that that mindset has got to change because you're right. You know, you hear all the marketing messages about, you know, stop hustling. Well, why are there so, so many marketing messages about hustling if we've all got it right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've hustled our way there and then gone, oh, my God, I'm exhausted. So would it not be better to start better from the beginning? Mm. So, you know, that that gets me thinking really about those sort of early days business women, people that are coming in and they're full of enthusiasm and I get them as clients, full of enthusiasm, great ideas, not really realising fully what's ahead. And mm-hmm. And yet, and yet, I imagine that if the advice were to make sure that you implement all of that self-care from the beginning, they might think, I was a little bit of a strange kind of business coach, but I would argue that that would be a good business coach balanced with the other things you need to do. So I think it's obviously it's about learning, isn't it? It's about learning these lessons of self-leadership and thinking, well, we could still be leading others brilliantly and guiding them and, in fact, nurturing them, supporting them and forgetting to lead, if we use that word, ourselves. Yeah. And I think if... Exactly as you say, that those who are new to this are actually in a really good place to, to, to put a, one really good habit in straight off. And those who are maybe a little bit more established, I'm going to just hopefully remind people that actually when you are when you work for yourself, you are your own boss. So be your own boss, be your own leader. So in that situation that I've, that I've just mentioned, or or actually if we if you if you're pushing 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 and feeling just absolutely knackered, pushing water uphill, take a step back. If you had a boss, if you had a, if you had a good boss and you were in a, in a in a standard office environment and your boss saw you, they'd be like, "You need to take some time. You need to go and do what you need to do. Send you home. <laughs> they would send you home. Exactly that. They would they would they would give you a cup of tea, get you to tell tell them what's going on, take the pressure off you, and they would send you home." Don't get don't get to the stage where your boss has to send you home in your own business. But <laughs> no, because that, that, that tends to, to look like burnout, illness, yeah. you know, emotional problems. And it's interesting because, you know, I think back to my, my corporate days um, and well, they definitely didn't send you home. But if I go back a little bit <laughs> before that, I just said do some more a little bit before that. Um, I remember those those times at work where you might have a meltdown like and you just you know literally break down Mm. and you know there's a huddle in the coffee room everybody Mm -hmm. flocks around you people get tea cake sympathy tissues whatever's needed um and then your boss says look you know you need to go home take the rest of the afternoon off on those times where and it could be that things had overwhelmed you in your personal life um someone could have been terrible to you and the client or something's happened, but you just couldn't really cope. And so other people step in and they kind of take charge. A, they support you. They flock around you with the tissues, the tea, the cake and the whatever you need. Then they say, go home, take some rest. And I don't want to see you till Monday. So dutifully off you go. But the thing is there, you're so relieved that someone has actually stepped in and helped you. So relieved that someone said, well, notice your needs, come to meet your needs and then also giving you some instruction to go with it. And I think that's the bit that we're missing massively as entrepreneurs. And we, we don't want to be like, oh, God, I need some help. I feel so neat. We don't want to feel like that. 
So we then don't become vulnerable enough to ask for the help because we want to show like everything's so brilliant, we're doing so well. Uh And then, of course, there's nobody to actually get the tissues, make the tea and send us home. So (laughs) (laughs) it's like there's there's quite a lot to navigate, don't you think, in this self-leadership zone? Yes, permission. And isn't that Uh just the let's talk about that for a minute, because isn't that the biggest word and possibly a little bit triggering for some Um, needing permission, self-permission? Let's just talk about that a little bit, Kate, your, your take on that. Uh, well, yes, exactly. Exactly as you say, other people will come in. Other, other people will 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 come to support you when when they know that you are struggling, and you would do exactly the same person. You know, it, it, imagining that 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 coffee room scenario in in the in the in the office, you'd be the person coming in with the with the box of tissues and the and the cake, and we don't do it for ourselves. We don't see it in ourselves. We see it as a failure. We see it as I'm not good. I'm not cut out for this. I'm not good enough for this. I should be able to be. I should be able to cope with this. Everyone around me can cope with this. I should, 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 should. And again, it's where the you need to tap into the internal boss in you and say, right, what what do I need to do here? I need to step out of here. I need to be able to because a, a good leader will step out of the situation that they are in, um, and the and the situation that that. The, the business, the company, the whatever sees that sees itself in, step out and step up and give give themselves some headspace to see what the situation is. And that's where we need to be the leader. We need to lead ourselves. The flip side of that, and this is where where I what I say to people if people say, well I'm I'm not I'm not really a leader. Well what's the opposite of that? Do you want to be a follower? Nobody wants to be a follower. Because at the moment, if you're not giving yourself permission and you're not giving yourself the time, you're not giving yourself headspace, you're not giving yourself the clarity that comes with that headspace. If you're too in the noise, if you're too in the doing and you are not able to extract yourself and see it from a different perspective, then you are following, you're following the pack. And the more you follow, the, the further behind in the pack you're going to get. What's your, what's your choice here? Your choice is either to continue as you're doing, continue exhausting yourself and trying, 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 or to just stop. And that stop can be five minutes. It can be actually taking the, we've all got 30 minutes in our, in our diary for lunch, actually taking 30 minutes for, rather than running downstairs, assuming you work from home, I work from home, running downstairs, grabbing a piece, piece of, uh, of toast and a cup of tea and then running back up to your desk again in case something's happened. Um, <laughs> What's happened? What's happened while I went to the loo? <laughs> oh, my God, um, I got a notification. We laugh, we joke, but actually it's true. And yeah. I wonder how many people are listening to this podcast that are thinking, I haven't got 30 minutes in my diary for lunch. Perhaps I should do that. That's a good idea because let's be honest, everybody. You know, when, when, you know, what you've just said, I just think is hugely powerful. If you're not a leader, you're a follower. And if you just put that into a visual, if you just imagine for a minute that your business is a visual and it's the race and that you all start at the front and then someone gets a little bit ahead of you and you join in 
and then you're behind them and then maybe you even take over for a little bit and then it happens but then eventually you get so distracted by who's watching you at the sides or who's over there or the view over there that you start falling behind and then all of a sudden it feels like everybody's in front of you and aren't they doing well so then you start following them and appreciating them and praising them and all of that and actually forget that you're in the flipping race Mm. Um, and, and I think you know just to put it in a little visual like that helps people it certainly helps me because I'm a very visual person yeah, think definitely. hold on stop looking at the sidelines stop looking at the people waving over there stop looking at the beautiful view and get your eyes on the track pick up your shoes okay pull up your pants and get running and catch up and then lead yourself forward as well whatever that is in your track in your lane and I think even perhaps just thinking about it that way can dilute that word a little bit in terms of leader when you think of like I mean because we do don't we we think of world leaders yes. you know and, and initially you're going to go to like big famous people yes. with lots to say and you know books after their name and all kinds of stuff mm. and we think well you know I'm just me from London and this is what I do I'm not a leader as such and so I think that's probably the most important thing the most important reframe of all when you talk about leadership um, because the things that you're talking about are actually really simple. Yeah. They're simple when we say them in words, but they're not easy to implement, are they? And it's always the implementation. But yeah. I think, you know, helping people to reframe what, what self-leadership is, is hopefully what you've done in this podcast. Yeah. So so entrepreneurs can start thinking, well, it's and it, like that permission thing. That's what we were going to unpack a little bit. It's OK for me to lead. I don't need to be given permission by anyone else to go for it yeah I mean and and you know what's lacking sometimes a a little bit of encouragement is lacking because sometimes we want to say to someone just go for it do it do it it's going to be amazing do it and you're like really yeah I'm going to do it and that's all it takes why do you think we cheer people in races why do you think we cheer them on and make all of that noise because we can't sit in our own worlds building a business and keep cheering ourselves, pacing ourselves, running ourselves. And this is why the people around us and the coaches and mentors we work with, the groups that we're in, the spaces we have are so important because sometimes on the outside world, people just don't get it. Yeah. But it's also where it's very hard to see it yourself. You can't read the label if you're sitting in the jar good or bad you can't love that it's great Um, somebody said it to me recently and it's just it's stuck with me it's absolutely you can't coach yourself but equally you can't hear the you can't hear the good things about yourself either Mm. and when we're when we feel like we're 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 falling behind and exactly as you say when you're thinking about a leader and you're thinking of about Barack Obama or Oprah or all of those people who you see as 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 real leaders and your imposter syndrome kicks in I'll never be that person I'll never be don't have to be the point is 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 that you're finding your own path but other people around you are thinking oh my god she's amazing this person is incredible I love what she's saying I love what she's doing where you're sitting in your own mess in your own noise thinking I'm not I'm not this I'm not that I'm not this person I'm not that person and actually sometimes we need to hear what other people are saying about us to, to actually get that, to get that kind of lift up, whether that's a coach or a mentor or actually doing, I did this recently. I asked, um, I asked some, of my, um, some of my course attendees and I said, blame it on me. Say your coach has asked you to do this. Go out there and ask the people who know you best, 
and some people who don't know you very well, three words that describe you. I can't do that. Well, I'm telling you to do it. I'm giving you permission to ask people to fill their feedback. Three words that describe you. And that it's, it's amazing what comes back because the words that will come back will probably make you cry in the nicest possible way because you can't see it yourself. You can't see the amazing work that you are doing because you're the one doing it. Mm. So whilst I'm not asking you to go and get permission from other people to go out there and do it because that has to come from you. Sometimes if you need that little bit of leg up, you need that little bit of encouragement, I am now giving all of you listening permission. You can blame it on me. You can say, I was listening to this woman on the, on the podcast and she told me to do this. Um, <laughs> I'm giving you permission. Go and ask people for three words that describe you and start to listen to it. I did this years ago. I've got one of those word cloud things um, where the number of times you put it in means, means the word, word gets bigger. And I know that if I'm having a bit of a wobble, I'll look at my word cloud and think, actually, whilst I'm getting in my own way and the noise is coming up in my head, this is what people think of me and this is what people need from me. Yes. <clears throat> yes, that I love that. This is what people need me to be. Yes. Um, and that's what's making the impact. And I think, you know, that whole thing about perspective and, and feedback, but also, you know, again in there, that reticence to ask for it. The reticence and sometimes the reticence for people to give it. They're like, oh, I don't know. Can I give you, yeah, three words? Oh, I don't know. What will they think of this word? (laughs) It just kind of like spins (laughs) around. And it's like, you know, we've got to get out of this treadmill um, and this this spin that we are in. Mm. Because, of course, as women, as successful women, we can make money. Okay, and there's Mm -hmm. a big thing around women making money. And that's a whole other podcast because Mm. that's a whole that's a whole woman thing going on there. Okay, I think I think that's a super important discussion. But it isn't just that because, you know, the success I think that you have will be measured by your own by your own values, by your own self, by your own experiences. What might not seem a lot to someone else is a flipping 10 mile race you've done for yourself do you know what I mean and I think so the the measurement and the comparison must be looked at equally you've got to measure where you've come from yeah but not compare to somebody else who's in a completely different race and that's the danger we have online I think that's the thing where our heads all butt with ourselves um causing a lot of these problems so with all that taken into consideration, Kate, what would be your top tip, really, or your starting point that you would give somebody who is feeling in that situation now and has absorbed all of this that we've talked through and thought, yeah, that is me, that is me, and I need to do more self-care and I need to do this, and, I, and they're hearing it all. What's the first point, the first step for them to actually start self-leading? So for me... The quickest way to get yourself out of the noise and back into into your own lane. You you said you said that that phrase a minute ago, which was uh, is so important. Your lane, not anybody else's lane. Where you are going, is to just spend a little bit of time. It can be five ten minutes. It can be a full day. It can be as 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 as, off, as long as you've got to remind yourself why you do what you do. Why do you get out of bed in the morning? Apart from the fact. You and I both have dogs. I get out of bed because the dog needs to be. Apart from that, um, what 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 do you do that makes a difference? The difference that you want to see in the world. Why do you do what you do? 
write it down somewhere. Mine's on a post-it note here on a massive, great big yellow post-it note. So if I'm having a wobble next to my word cloud, funnily enough, if I'm having a wobble or if I'm having shiny object syndrome as well, do I need to go and do that instead? Do I need to go and do that? What's getting me closer to that? What's getting me close to the reason why I do what I do? What's bringing me towards that? And actually having that focus on, on that bigger vision, on that bigger mission for yourself is a really good way of getting yourself out of, out of the, the doing, out of the being in the noise and in the, in the kerfuffle and actually letting yourself stand up and be the leader be the person who is leading yourself, the team that you may be working with, your clients, your family, leading them towards the change you want to see. Mm. So always go back and remind yourself why you do what you do. What is it that lights you up? Why is it important? Beautiful. And that just, you know, is all, isn't it? It's all about your values and your intention um, and purpose, which can sound like another big word, but really it doesn't have to be a huge thing you know, a world mission, no. world purpose. It can just, it just means that being purposeful, you know, doing things on, on purpose, you know, instead of just yeah. doing stuff. And I love the way that you've described that. So, oh, thank you, Kate. I think, you know, this is going to be a podcast that will resonate with a, a lot of women listening, but also hopefully a lot of men as well. Um, yeah. And I say that because it's just really good to get insights into each other's energies and how we work. Um, because obviously men work with women, women work with men as well in all kinds of spaces. So I hope that's been um, super useful. And where can people contact you, Kate? Uh, so I'm uh, my website is katedavis.net or come and find me on Instagram uh, or LinkedIn. I am Kate Davis Coach. Well, that's short and sweet, and that's how we like it. <laughs> so thanks so much for being the guest today. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you for your time, and I'm pretty sure we'll be speaking again soon, Kate. Thank you very much. I've really enjoyed it. You can read Coach Magazine for free online every quarter. Just subscribe at coach-magazine.com and receive it direct to your inbox. You can order print copies, book a directory listing, find us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram.